Welcome to Working for Women, the independent women's forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better. Hello, I'm Charlotte Hayes, and welcome to this edition of IWF's Working for Women podcast. Um, I'm here with IWF's president, Carrie Lucas, to talk about IWF's new policy focus on flexible scheduling. Carrie, uh, can you tell us what the latest trends uh, in shift scheduling are and, and, and why our listeners should really care about this? Yeah, you know, thanks so much, Charlotte. Um, for a long time, uh, um, the American um, employers have used this idea of shift workers. And basically what a shift worker is, it's somebody who is hired to fill a job um, and then somebody else comes and does that job too. So they kind of fit into a, a position. Uh, other people will be plugged into that position so that, that their schedules end up not always being fixed. Um, and you know, this affects like a, a large share of the workforce works in these non-traditional, um, you know, not working a nine-to-five job, but rather being uh, scheduled as working in, in shifts. So, um, you know, that's, that's happened for, for, you know, decades and decades now. Um, but one of the, the new kind of innovations that businesses have been employing, in part because technology makes it easier for them to do so, is what's called just-in-time scheduling. Um, this is where instead of being given um, a, your, your shift schedule uh, you know, weeks in advance, um, employers will say, okay, um, I want you to be available during these times. And um, I, on a condition of your employment, you have to be available during these times. But I'm only going to call you into your shift um, when I know that you are needed. Um, so you can kind of imagine that this, this happens, you know, if you've got a business that's kind of affected by um, you know, the seasons or by, by kind of an, um, an outside force, like whether the weather is good, it means that businesses might have a more or less staffing. And so they'll tell workers kind of at, at, the, at the very last minute um, to come in. Um, so that's kind of the new innovation that's happened. And there's a lot of policymakers and um, workers trying to figure out um, what, if anything, to do about these the, these trends and what it means for America, the American workforce. Well, Carrie, how exactly are lawmakers responding to this so far? Yeah, so you know, it's it's interesting because you can um, uh, lawmakers have have looked at this and said, boy, this creates um, can create some problems for. Um, for uh, for workers, it creates problems when a worker who has, particularly if you have got children, um, it means that you have somebody says you have to come in at work kind of at the last minute. Um, that can make it real hard for somebody to find um, childcare for their kids. It also means that sometimes a t- um, uh, workers will. Uh, will not get enough hours. If you're thinking you're going to get this many shifts in a given month and then at the last minute your employer says, sorry, business has gone down um, and you get canceled on, um, that can create real hardship for workers who are um, counting on making money for all those hours. Um, But but so lawmakers have have said we might crack down or kind of prevent people from having um, this kind of working arrangement or not allowing employers to, to do that. How how is this working out in in real practice? Just a little bit more on that. You've hinted at it. Yeah, you know, it, you know. So so you can, there's there's obviously these downsides for for businesses. Or, I mean, pardon me. There's these downsides for workers, just like there's there's upsides for businesses. Um, for businesses, it means that they can um, that they have fewer. They don't have to pay for as many 
idle hours that they can control this idea. They don't have to employ staffers um, to to man a shop when nobody's showing up because it's, it's raining out or um, or you know waiting in line when when customers aren't coming. It makes it easier for businesses to survive, and it's important. I think sometimes there's almost this um, when these discussions take place. You, there's a um, uh, there's an, a sense that it's kind of an us versus them. But actually, you know, it's really important for workers, for businesses to do well, too. Uh, you know, if you're if you are, are working for a, um, a, you know, some kind of um, restaurant that is um, you know, paying you to show up and there's nobody there, you're not going to have that job for long. because that, that restaurant's not going to be open for long. Um, so this just in time um, scheduling has um, upsides for both workers and for um, uh, for um, businesses and business owners themselves. Um, but then, so now what's come in, but you, I think lawmakers looked at it and said, boy, this isn't fair to workers. And they said, we're going to go ahead and, you know, workers are, are having some, some troubles and, um, and it can be, be hard on them. So we're going to come in and create new regulations and say, um, say that businesses have to provide at least two weeks notice. This is the most typical here. You know, we, we have different states have done different things or different cities. We've had cities, um, Seattle, and San Francisco and, um, and in New York come along and create um, regulations that dictate the terms, kind of the, how employers can, can schedule their employees, saying you have to give at least one week notice or two week notices or pay some kind of penalty. Sometimes that penalty means you have to pay workers even if they don't show up. Or if you schedule somebody last minute, you've got to pay them twice as much. Um, but there's real problems with these. You know, that sounds like, okay, you know, that's great. That protects workers. But it doesn't always do it. Um, and there was an interesting study that came out um, just before um, it came out of, of University, or University of Washington, I believe, in um, Washington, looking at how, what happens from these, these, um, uh, these regulations. And it's kind of just what you would expect. Um, a lot of employers are reacting to these new regulations by allowing less flexibility. Um, you know, often it sounds like, and even how I've presented it um, today, is this idea that it's employers only responding to business needs and changing schedules at the last minute. But oftentimes those ch schedule changes are at the request of employees, um, you know, if you got sick one day and um, uh, or had something come up, needed needed had to take some care of some a personal problem, you might call your boss and say, "Hey, I you know can can you get um, you know this person? Can you get Betsy to to fill in for me?" And um, and the employer, if it's a good manager, would say, "Sure, let me see what I can do." And then employees are often willing to um, uh, to take over for a, a worker, um, get those extra hours. Um, so. As a result of these scheduling laws, it makes it employers less likely to want to do that. Now, I should mention that these regulations, most of them anyway, have um, have a provision that says you know, if it's at the because an employee is sick, there's a little more leeway. Um, but still, they created new headaches. All of a sudden, you know, it has to be done in writing, um, and there has to be um, you know there has to be employees on a list that have volunteered. Um, to cover for sick workers. So it complicates it. And so these surveys show that, in fact, employers have started saying, I'm not going to accommodate flexibility requests from, empl from employees. And of course, the other way that, um, that, um, that um, human resource managers and, and those who are scheduling the shifts have reacted is, is to say, I'm going to schedule less shifts. I'm going to um, see how I can make, make sure that I'm doing with um, getting by with fewer workers um, or 
fewer positions. Just having moving to a full-time workforce instead of more part-time workers kind of mitigates some of the risks of this. So that's, that's bad news for a lot of people starting out. Carrie, I'm sure all of these regulations, uh, even if they don't work very well, are well intended. But um, what are, what are some better ways uh, to make sure that this would work for employees? You know, it's, it's interesting, Charlotte, because I, I think that, that that's at the end of the day. It's you. I do. I think that a lot of these regulations, whether we're talking about you know, these scheduling regulations or minimum wage laws or even kind of the paid leave laws, all of the things that are trying to dictate or kind of per, uh, make sure that um, that workers, particularly those with lower incomes, uh, get benefits and are kind of get more benefits and have their are um, are better compensated. Um, they're certainly well intended, um, but they miss out on all of these these kind of unintended consequences. You know, we've seen from both minimum wage laws and paid leave laws and these scheduling laws that that especially workers with the fewest skills, those who are just starting out and really need a foot in the door, it means fewer job opportunities for them, and it often means fewer hours for those who need it most. So I really think that the way to, to that you know you, it's it's it doesn't help anybody if you if the result of a new regulation is um, is fewer opportunities for people who are trying to get kind of enter the employment workforce enter the workforce and get those first jobs if you're going to mean if you're going to make it so there's fewer jobs for them so that's why I think we need to focus on getting rid of these regulations um, you know allowing this kind of just-in-time scheduling to take place but then you know focusing on on getting making it easier for for employers to create jobs overall um, so that employees have better options you know, the best way to make sure that your um, your employer treats you well is to have another job that you can say, you know, if you don't give me, if, you know, I need, if you, you know, getting a, um, an employment contract or employment situation that makes sense, sense for you. Um, and employers do end up competing for workers. And it's not just at the upper, you know, we know that people with, um, with higher incomes can, um, can demand better, better benefits and better employment situations. But even when it comes to to shift workers and um, and uh, lower wage workers, it's it's still the best. You know, competition makes a big difference, and there's people who um, who are employing those workers too who really want and need a reliable workforce. So uh, you know we we want to make sure that there's that there's actual job growth so that the people can find jobs that make sense for them. You know it's not perfect. Uh, there's always going to be people who are who are, are having to. Um, uh, to struggle with less than ideal comp, um, uh, uh, situations, but that's you know, I think that's the direction we need to head. Carrie, this has been fascinating. Thanks so much for joining me, uh, and thank you to our listeners who have taken time to, to uh, listen to this very important discussion. For more information on this and other important topics, please visit us at iwf.org, where all issues are women's issues. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or stop by iwf.org for similar content.